0: Hello listeners, Tim Silvey here. Today we're joined by racing driver Abby Pulling. Abby started in karts at nine years old, winning the Super 1 Nationals twice. She stepped up to genetics in 2018 before moving into the hugely competitive British F4 Series, where she picked up some tidy silverware. We, of course, saw her hit our screens with the W Series, where she certainly made an impression. She's also driven an F1 car and is part of the Alpine Affiliate Program, which is the feeder series to the Alpine Academy, which is designed to bring young talent through to Formula One. She's one of the most highly regarded and exciting women in racing today. We're here to listen to her thoughts, views, news and opinions. Abby, a warm welcome for the second time to the Motor Mouth podcast because we're trying on a different <laughs> Wi-Fi connection after having some classic 2022-23 problems. How are you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to
1: the second take Hopefully
0: this time it works. <laughs> so far <laughs> it's loud and clear so we're okay um okay. where are you joining us from today you're you're at home presumably
1: yes yeah, so I'm at home um I go in between uh, my house in Lincolnshire with my family to um also well it's not my house it's my family's house but <laughs> to a house that um that I'm renting uh, next to Enstone uh, Alpine F1 team so I can go there basically so at the moment I'm at Alpine up in home instead of Lincolnshire home.
0: Now, i um, sorry to make you cover this once again, but um, let's go back to the start. Um, there was a bit of motorsport in the family, perhaps two wheels rather than four. When when did the bug first hit you and you thought, yeah, this this is something I quite fancy doing?
1: Yeah, so I've basically been at a racetrack since I can remember. Um, my dad and I, oh, my, I didn't race, my dad would race uh, long circuit motorbikes, he'd do more endurance and he ran his own team. So he, he, um, you know, let me go to the closer tracks. He wouldn't let me travel, you know, far away. Donington Park was as far as he let me go at, at first. But as I got older, he let me go to further and further away tracks. I think it's probably because he didn't want me to annoy him on the journeys. <laughs> but um yeah, I think you know, I just got a book from my dad. Really, you know, I watched um motorbikes growing up. You know, MotoGP, Valentino Rossi's my idol, so yeah. that, I think that comes from him a little bit. Uh, and then at the age of eight, he well I started nagging my dad you know I want to go at it myself and he put me on four wheels not two um maybe one day <laughs> but uh yeah he put me on four wheels in, in my own go-kart or corporate cart and then my own go-kart at the age of nine so it's yeah I think I think I got a book for it quite early on and, and I was just kind of dying to have my own go at it really
0: did you did you take to it straight away did you did you find yourself thinking, yeah, I can do this. This is, this is where I can, I can beat the boys.
1: Yeah. I think, I think, um, I, at first I didn't necessarily, you know, I, I mean, I was like, I wasn't afraid to go quickly, but I, you know, had to figure it out because there's a bit of a, of an art to it. I think, you know, like any eight year old would, would, so, um, I was always just kind of asking, you know, where I can improve. Cause my daddy raced a bit different, two wheels, but, you know, I was always asking him about, you know, the racing line or, you know, where to break and, No, I always wanted to be the quickest and and still do, obviously. So
0: does that translate from two wheels to four? Like if you if you if you're going to him for advice, does that is that useful having that two wheel knowledge going around a track?
1: Yeah, I mean when you're eight years old and you're probably entering a corner on the inside of the track rather than opening up the track, you kind of do get and I, you know, you get to to understand what a race and line everything is. I think, you know, when you go really down to each individual temp, um you know uh, lines will be different and of course motorbikes you can control the front and rear brakes with both hands so things like that you know but he a uh, general you know motorsport it it corresponds to everything so yeah. he yeah helped me out quite i was quite lucky in that sense
0: too, I, I, I love that he's that. like no you're not doing two wheels that's you, can, <laughs> you can have a go at racing but get in a car Um, In
1: fairness, let me choose what I want. I mean, he let me choose what I wanted to do, but um, I think he was kind of like, thank God she didn't use two wheels.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, two wheels are scary. I mean, driving a car (laughs) at speed is is terrifying enough. But um, when did it become more serious? At what point did you think, um, I'm going to at least give this a go from a a competitive standpoint?
1: Yeah, so when I was kind of in cadets and, and a bit younger, I didn't really understand that there's More to motorsport than motorbikes and cars, (laughs) motorbikes and carts. So, um, probably at the age of 13, um, when I did my first kind of full campaign in junior karting, um, where I became vice champion, I was like, oh, actually, you know, I can do something of this. And and obviously, my aim for the next year was to to win. Um, And then after I'd done that, I was like, okay, what more can I do? Um, I just wanted to, you know, keep progressing and doing more. So, then that's when. we looked at options to going into cars um but i couldn't actually afford to do it um it when i did the championship again after um winning the title so i had to do it again
0: Uh,
1: and then we took the step up into cars into the janetas
0: and and janetas are completely mental like watching those things race there's quite often quite a few of them on track isn't there and they're they're scatty little things, and bonnets go flying all over the place, and it's, it's pretty crazy. How did you find it stepping up into, into cars?
1: Yeah, definitely a, a really big step. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of extra weight underneath you, whereas a go-kart is very, very um, stiff and, and direct. You know, Jeanette, you're just kind of throwing the steering wheel about all the time, so it's, it's a very different kind of um, driving style. I think... Um, that comes with driving kind of a GT it's it's a bit more rugged whereas going then to single seaters I've really enjoyed kind of the driving style I mean going back to you know GTs and things I'm like I really enjoy it now I think it's like a is like a um a first kind of experience of cars it was quite daunting definitely
0: yeah and um how are you funding things at this point because even when you step up even I mean even karting is expensive and and then you step up into Jeanette's obviously you've got to pay a lot of money to get these at this stage of your career you're still paying for race seats clearly how, how are you funding it is it a combination of a bit of family a bit of sponsorship um, what are you doing to to get yourself through
1: yeah so I I um, probably dedicate every afternoon so in the morning i go to the gym every afternoon i kind of dedicate that to finding finding sponsors you know um even from when i was in karting i would always be going to events you know showing my face you know do networking networking basically that's yeah. that's what i do um all the time so uh I, yeah i'm not um looking to at the moment it's not trying to fund it through my family uh, yeah. you, you know because i we're not a poor family by by no means, but we're not also, in a sense, a well off family in the sense of racing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's quite a extortionate kind of budget sometimes that you have to kind of bring to the table, and it's um, almost took me out of racing once or twice. So um, yeah, I'm lucky enough to have, have my family that supported me this far, but but I'm at the point now where I have to, you know, go and and look for you know alternate
0: yeah alternate ways of finding money, and it is. It is that networking thing, isn't it? I was talking to um Jake Hill last week about this and um he had moments where his career nearly nearly stopped and and where he actually fell out of love for the sport entirely but he's um he's used his personality to get sponsorship. People just liked him, you know, just wandered around the paddock chatting to people met a few people that liked him they got on well and they they were like well, well we'll keep you racing we'll keep keep things moving for you and a lot of them are sponsors to this day even those in the british touring car championship now do you think that side of it is very important the whole sort of you know getting in the paddock and and having the confidence to to go out and actually talk to people before we get into it a really quick message this show has grown into something far bigger than we ever imagined. It's been a huge honor to chat with F1 world champions like Nico Rosberg, legends like Mario Andretti, Jody Schechter and Gerhard Berger. People right at the top of the sport like the brilliant Gunter Steiner and current stars like Alex Albon, Lucas Degrassi and Tatiana Coleron. It really is a privilege. But without you, we wouldn't be able to continue. And without sponsors, we couldn't bring you the stories from the inner workings of the sport we all love. With that in mind, I'm over the moon to have F1 Experiences back with us to support the show for Season 13. It's really important to us that we align with brands that are relevant and can add value to you. F1 Experiences is the official experience, hospitality, and travel program of Formula One, and it's the closest thing you can get to the pinnacle of motorsport. You can book with them today. With F1 Experiences official ticket packages coming direct from Formula One, you can get unique access that simply isn't available anywhere else. For more information on how you can book your F1 experience, visit f1experiences.com, where you can also save 5% on your very own F1 experience package by using the code MMPODCAST when checking out online. Good things come to those who listen to the Motormouth podcast. Don't say we don't treat you well.
1: I Thousand percent. I think half of being a racing driver is being able to build a profile. And, and you know, whether you've got results or not, just making sure you're, you know, you've got a good character and, and you make the time and effort to speak to people that, you know, are, are worth speaking to. And, and, you know, as long as you're nice to them, they might be nice back. So you, I mean, even you don't want to always go out there for a, what is it like? A, oh, I'll be nice to them and expect something yeah, back. Yeah. back. You, you never know who you're talking to at the end of the day. And, and you know, you go to places, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have gone to some Grand Prix now. You never know who you're going to bump into. Um, so it's, it's it's always just making sure you're you know presenting yourself as best as possible and once you've got that profile it it, i mean it doesn't it's not easy but it's easier
0: (laughs) do you find it how do you find it because you have to be always switched on don't you like if you're if you're at a race weekend do you mind the having to tread the boards and talk to people and engage with people constantly are you quite natural in that way and you can just chat
1: I mean like after a bad race it's hard to do that sometimes. Like if you're a bit frustrated, you're like, Can you just give me five minutes and then I'll come and chat to you but um no, I, I mean at the end of the day, depending on obviously who we're talking about, they're the reason why you're going racing. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's a sponsor, you know, you have to make the effort because they're the reason you're there and, and if it's, you know, fa- I mean family the same and, and even fans like, you know, um, you know, people approaching you, you know, asking, you know, oh, you know, can I speak to you? It's nice to meet you, can I have a photo? So at the end of the day, you know I I'm so happy to have people that you know want to follow me and want to yeah. have a photo of me. I, you know it's something that you know eight year old me would be be amazed at. Um, yeah. So you know it's I think it's always important to, to make the time for them kind of people definitely.
0: And as you're going through that journey of you know growing up through the sport, and you really have grown up through the sport, you know it's been it's always present for you. Has there was there ever a, another option? Like what what would have happened had this not gone to plan? Would you Presumably, you can. Did you finish your education? Because I know a lot of people don't. They just go go for it on the racing side. What what is the fallback, or what was the fallback?
1: Yeah, so I yeah completed my education. Um, I went to um, a local school, and then I went to uh, Loughborough College uh, with the Motorsport UK kind of uh, thing, which um, gets you certain diplomas, I think they're called, I don't even know what they're called, but uh, I think they're called diplomas in sport and things like that, um, uh, it's basically a, I can't remember it now, a BTEC, basically a BTEC, yeah. so I did, did that um, on the sporting side, um, and the great thing about that college uh, course that I took, I had a lot of time to then put it back into my racing as well, because it was a motorsport kind of course, so I, you know, they let me off with extra time if I needed it and things like that, but I still completed it, and um, and then kind of in the background, what I do is, um, I you know, I fall back is I do a lot of design. It's a really weird thing, like, to say and talk about um, as I don't promote it that much. But I do – I'm trying to start my own business in the background, you know, just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, makes perfect. At the moment, it's hob- more hobby-ish. Um, but, yeah, so it's really great for when I am doing, my own proposals and, and sponsorship decks because I can make it all look all pretty. And, yeah no extra cost (laughs) yeah it's
0: ideal because sometimes that sort of consultancy can cost quite a lot of money like charlie martin did it as well she she's quite good at design and she um i don't know if she's still doing it but she would do a lot of work for different brands and things you know designing new logos or you know like you say making documents look look pretty um let's talk w series um when that first came around what was your take on it i know that it it was sort of greeted with a mixed reception i suppose when it first appeared but do you remember when it first came around and, and and what were your thoughts when it did
1: well, I mean, at that point I think I was actually in uh, still in Jeanetta's, and it kind of opened up a new avenue for me in the sense of single seat being realistic. Um, because obviously, like I said, you know, um we don't have a ton of money in my family to, to, to go into the single seater route. Obviously a single seat route is, is millions. So to um to have that kind of a season in a single seater championship opened up to me, uh, you know, if I perform well enough earlier on uh in my career you know it, it kind of you know is one of the reasons why I went into single seaters mm. um so I, I mean I was a part of probably the the mixed response is I didn't know how to take it fully you know because I've grown up my whole life racing against men yeah
0: um
1: and you know it it's different and you know different is always people have got to see how it plays out before you know they know how to react to it properly um and I think you know, after time has played out i think you know what they're doing for females in sport is amazing and and you know the likes of myself you know like i say it opened up the avenue of going into single seaters and now you know i'm you know i've you know i've driven a formula on car so yeah. it's it's been you know a great kind of
0: um
1: experience in that sense
0: and who's supporting you at this point when you when you start sniffing around the w series um and progressing, is it still your dad or when does Alice Powell, who's an absolute class act and a, and a brilliant driver, when did she start getting involved? Cause she's helped you quite a lot over the years, hasn't she? Yeah.
1: So I think she, um, <coughs> um, realized that I needed a bit of guidance when I first started working with her. That was in, um, I want to say 2020. Um, so I did a season with, um, a team in, F4 that she was working with and, she, you know, halfway through the season, she, you know, started working slowly more with me um, and taking me under a wing a bit more because um, I think she saw that I was a bit, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the guidance that I think she, she wanted me to have and the guidance that maybe she didn't have at, at my age. So, and she wanted to make sure that that I was prepared for you know anything that was was thrown at me that she's probably already experienced, and you know things like even things like you know running out of funding. She's she's experienced that before, and she kind of helped me deal with that when when I had that you know happen to me. So, um, yeah, kind of took over from from um and and yeah, helped me kind of be the driver around now.
0: Does it get weird? when student becomes master and you're racing against each other on the same bit of tarmac it must be kind of weird when you're sort of seeing her next to you and you're like "I'm just going to overtake you now or is it all right
1: i think the first time i I thought it was a bit weird was at at barcelona this year when i saw her in in my mirrors and i was like hang on she's she can't overtake me (laughs) i was actually i was like she she she'll hate me saying this but i was like yeah no she's firmly in my mirrors and I'm focused on the person ahead and yeah. I thought you know I think uh, you know she's obviously I think in that moment she's obviously proud but I think she's also a bit frustrated that she couldn't get past me <laughs> um but yeah I mean I think there's it, it can be weird because you're like you have to trust that she's you know got your best intentions uh in mind you know because obviously we're competitors we were competitors last year so um but yeah no she's a really great kind of mentor and has, has helped me a lot in my career and you know I you know, she's the reason I would say why um, I'm in in the Alpine Academy, to be honest, because she made the initial introduction, and um, yeah. they wouldn't have been watching me in um, in F4 in my first well, my one and a half years that I did it yeah. um, if it wasn't for her. So, yeah, I've got a lot to to thank her for, to be honest.
0: Yeah, she's great. I, I always feel she deserves more recognition than she gets because she she's doing so much good thing, good, so many good things in motorsport. Because not that many people know she's involved with Formula E. You know, when she was doing work—I don't know if she's still doing it—is she? But she was certainly doing work with Vision um, Envision Racing, um, and you know the work she's done with you and the W series. She's she's really doing some impressive things.
1: Fundraising as well. She's done a lot of fundraising for people that have um, you know had accidents in the sport uh, that, that are life-changing, and I think that's something that re- shouldn't be you know overlooked and is really notable. It's like you know she's the one that's made all these pages, been like, hang on a second—we need to help these people and yeah. say. No, I think I think she she's making a really big positive impact in in the sport in lots of different ways, like you say. So
0: yeah, agreed. Now you had some fantastic press in um, in the wake of your form in W Series in twenty twenty two, satisfyingly beating some of the big guns like Jamie Chadwick on track at circuits like um, Cota. How do you look back at that sort of curtailed season? We'll, we'll come on to to you know the the ending of W Series shortly, but take that aside. You must have been pretty chuffed with the way things were going.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially so. So my first year in—I mean, it was half a year. I don't really know what to call it. It was—I was a reserve driver, but uh, you know that came along because I ran out of funding in in British F4. So it was quite kind of a heartbreaking end to one thing, but you know when one door closes, another one opens. So it was um, relieving to be able to to kind of pick things up with W Series and um, to have, you know, such a successful campaign that was, you know, I, you know, I have a lot of confidence in myself, my own ability, but, you know, when you're against people so experienced, you know, you, sometimes you surprise yourself. So yeah, Kota was definitely, you know, probably still one of my, my favorite weekends, just because of the emotions, you know, my first pole position, it was, it was very emotional. So it, it's such a, it was such a fun track. Like so many things about it. So I'm very, very sad that we didn't go back there again uh, in in 2022 because it was, yeah, it's not something that you get to do every day.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. And what, what do you make? I mean, we've got to talk about the, the W series. Um, I don't want to say demise because it's still there. It hasn't gone completely. But did, did you guys know what was happening? Could you foresee what was coming?
1: Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say foresee. I think. Any, any championship that's got funding in the sense of, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not a part of the company in that sense. So I don't know, you know, what money's being put into it, what money's coming out of it and things like that. Um, but you know, you, you ask questions to yourself, like, you know, is this too good to be true or anything? And, and, um, maybe it was going to happen. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but but it did. And, you know, very unfortunate. Um, but I you know, I think I mean no one knew it was gonna happen. None of the drivers knew in that sense. We we got we got um a warning um obviously as as we had to be informed that we weren't going to go to the next race. Um but yeah, it was quite quite a sad really end to the season, I would say.
0: Yeah. And if it does come back, would you racing it again?
1: Yeah, I think I mean depending on you know what what happens next season, it it's all it's all very dependent, you know, um, on, you know, things that, that I probably can't, you know, talk about right now. But it's, it's, um, I think what they've done for females in sport is, is big. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of that.
0: Now, obviously, Jamie's won it a few times now. Um, and she's moving across to what was Indie Lights and is now Indie something else that I can't remember the name of. Uh, but they've changed the name of it. But let's call it Indie Lights for the, for the sake of ease. What do you make of that move? Do you think that's a good move for her and and is it a good thing for for women's racing? I think, you know, probably is is going to do great for her profile and is hopefully going to raise the profile of women in in racing. But what what are your thoughts on that move?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, for for her career it, it makes sense to, you know, if that's the opportunity that she got given at that time. Um, you know, I think I think that makes sense for her. I'm I'm disappointed that that we didn't see see her go to FIF3 or something something along those routes, you know, after the first or second season win you know because you know if if I was to you know do the championship again next year and, and to win you know I'd like to think oh I could go to, to FIF3 and and you know, put that funding toward th- that you essentially win towards that um but if you know if that was you know not on the cards I don't know any on situation or anything like that so if if the US thing ended up becoming becoming an option I think you know fair play to her for taking it and and I think she's in with a good crowd it's indretti you know you can't really go wrong there they're a very very well renowned team so you know I think it's it's um, kind of a new challenge that that I look forward to to following her in and, yeah. and she's a lovely person and great driver so
0: yeah no she's done she's done some big things it's great um okay let's talk formula 1 um A very quick interruption to the show to remind you to check out our sponsors at F1 Experiences. F1 Experiences offer a wide range of packages that come direct from Formula One, giving you a unique experience of the pinnacle of motorsport. Official ticket packages come with the very best race tickets, first-class hotels and transfers, and unprecedented access, including driver appearances, private pit lane walks, behind-the-scenes tours of the illustrious F1 paddock, team garages, the famous podium, and loads more. It's the closest you can get to Formula One. And thanks to F1 Experiences, Motormouth listeners can get 5% off your next F1 Experiences package by using the code MMPODCAST when booking online at F1Experiences.com. So you're, you're sat there with your Alpine top on um it's it must be all pretty surreal but how on earth did you get the opportunity to sit behind the wheel of an alpine formula one car and and how did this whole opportunity with alpine come around
1: Yeah, so i mean like i said the the whole opportunity came about through through alice she kind of made the initial introduction i she's been going to the gym there for probably about 10 you know that she's gone through lotus through Renault, and now, now obviously alpine so she's she's been there for for quite a while and she took me to the gym a few times um uh, and, you know, that was part of, you know, showing me kind of the ropes and what it takes to be a form, to be a lawn driver, I'm not there yet, <laughs> what it takes to be a racing driver. Um, yeah, since being on the program, and, and I think it was quite early on to actually being on the program yeah, officially that they decided to, to put me into the E20 car that they have. Um, it was in Saudi Arabia um, for a. Campaign to to bring tourists into into the into the country, and it was a great campaign to be to be with. I was uh, driving the car alongside uh, someone called Azil, who he's very lovely, and it was it was just an all round amazing experience. You know, um, to to be driving a car around around the streets of Riyadh, it it's insane. I think the first time I actually put my foot properly down, though, it was that dusty. Even though there there was traction control put onto the car, um, the traction control just went mental, and um, I still got wheel spin. So it was very like the plume of dust was insane.
0: So, but you've had another opportunity um, to drive an F one car, haven't you? Wasn't there? So you've done it in Saudi. Did you you do it at Silverstone as well?
1: Yeah, I also drove it in Silverstone for the uh, League of Their Own filming. Um, That was really cool. Uh, Then it rained, so there was less running, Um, but. Uh, yeah it was it it was it was more so for for filming purposes but it it was also exposing me to kind of a new environment and and um, you know letting me it was Silverstone Stowe so it was a small track big car yeah (laughs) Um, um, but yeah it was it was a great experience and and just to to be in that environment meet the team and work with you know it's the proper test team that that go out and, and, and run the car so it's yeah, it was. You can't really complain about driving an F one car,
0: can you? <laughs> no. Did you get a chance to to get any decent kind of speed up? Like, did did you feel any of that raw power? And and uh, when we talk to drivers who have driven an F one car for the first time, they often talk about the brakes as the most impressive thing. Did you get the chance to to really have a, a thrash?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's so. So this car is is its purpose is for, you know. um of experience days so it's made to fit anyone um and uh it is limited to i think it's like 280 kph which is still very quick yeah (laughs) um but it is it is limited um and i think they've taken a gear out of it as well so um stow straight uh they took the chicane out so i did get to get some uh some speed up and and the first thing you notice is wow, this gets up to a high speed very quickly. And then the sec- second thing you notice is wow, it gets to a very slow speed very quickly. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, the braking, um first time I hit the brakes, there was nothing there, obviously, because they weren't to temperature. Yeah. Very cold, so it was some day. Um and then yeah, just just got the the brakes up to temperature and you know, I didn't, you know, it's my first time probably driving the car at any any real speed. So um it, it yeah. It was, it was insane, and yeah, you had to put your full force behind the brake, basically.
0: <laughs> and and what's the relationship with Alpine Light? Like? What what do they? What's the program all about? What have you experienced with them so far?
1: Yeah, so I I essentially um, not not all the drivers do this. They they would you know because they're not all English they or, or live in England. They they go um to their own trainer, but I train with the Alpine trainer. So I work with Dave Thompson almost every day. Uh, and, and he kind of works my physical fitness because it's especially uh, for for me. You know, the baseline fitness of a female isn't isn't enough. I do have to be that that probably a little bit stronger and, and more peak of my performance than maybe. I mean, a guy will be at the peak peak of their performance, but I mean, is in I've just got to push really hard, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, yeah, they're yeah pushing me in my physical aspect because uh, I think. Um, going forward that will make a really big difference uh, and then um, race weekends we'll go to the ops room so I'll go to the ops room and I'll, I'll sit next to one of the engineers that does a lot of the academy uh, Dom and he's also on the test team so uh, he you know any you know question that I want to ask him I can, I can ask him about and you know I've had some quite interesting conversations with him and you know, the difference between you know Fernando's driving style and Esteban and things like that and just in like debriefs of of race weekends really and and talking to to julian the the director of the academy you know improving myself and and things like that so it's just general academy things (laughs) it's it's amazing
0: grounding though isn't it i mean it's what an experience to go through not least just being in the factory and and you know absorbing all of that that formula one world and ecosystem and what one thing that's been talked about a lot recently and we've covered it a lot with different um women that we've spoken to and men um on the podcast and um it's it's come to light a great deal lately and people have been quite outspoken about it in terms of is motorsport doing enough for women in motorsport and i guess there's two lines of thinking there's some people that say to us motorsport is not doing enough for women in motorsport and um it needs to be more accommodating you know that perhaps the equipment needs to change slightly or you know there needs to be more w series like we were talking to to um uh chris motorsport journalist um and and he was saying you know that there shouldn't just be one w series or one f1 academy there should be you know several of them and there are lots of opportunities to to race in different women only series what what's your stance on it is i guess the question is is motorsport doing enough for women and participation or is is it more down to the women getting out there and just doing it
1: i i mean i think that there is especially you know eight year old me looking you know being like what there was about then i and even you know alice when she was younger you know and why she stopped racing um <clears throat> there's there's a lot being done I think there's a lot being done um, for females in sport and there's a lot of light being shed on us and you know that people really want us to succeed and and you know we're all you know, trying try to do our best and, and uh, I don't think that you know when you get to, to FIF3 and, and things like that that it should be um, you know men and women you know I think it should stay as as a mixed sport you know deep down it, it is a mixed sport and, and that's how I grew up with it and And I think it it should the top level be like that. You know, you've got to be the best in the world, you know, only 20 drivers get to formula one. Um, You know, it's, 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 it's a hard sport. Men, if you're a man or a woman, so
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I I think there's a lot being done at the moment.
0: And let's look at the future. I read an article in the, um, in the race, um, a very complimentary article. Um, suggesting um which drivers Formula E should be looking at in the future and your name was in there I don't know if you've seen that article I suspect you have but it but they had you and a few other people and do you think I mean what well what is the long-term future is something like Formula E Formula E of interest to you
1: yeah I definitely especially obviously having Alice my mentor and she's been involved in Formula E to be able to kind of ask a few questions watch the races with her and then her explain things that happens and and even like like the strategy and things like that. There's a lot of strategy with with the the the, the power bands and and things like that. It, there's a lot to it. There's a lot more than you actually see yeah. on your screen. So um, and the, there's beeps and bops, and that's where it's all. There's beeps and bops, yes. and you got to do stuff with the beeps and the bops. And it's all. There's a lot of stuff.
0: Alice told <laughs> me about that because I did a content <laughs> piece with Alice uh, a year or to eighteen months ago. Or so actually, tell me about the beeps and the bops. I knew nothing about that. That is, it's a yeah. thing. So yeah. there's,
1: you have like beeps and bops going on in your ear yeah. throughout the whole time you're driving, going into every court, like going into corners and things, and you have to do certain things on the. I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, what I'm not, but yeah, um, you've got to do things on the beeps and the bops, and it's just, <laughs> I was just like, you want to do things on the beeps and the bops? She's like, yeah, you got to do things on the beeps and bops. So
0: <laughs> it's different world. Different world.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more than meets the eye, culinary, uh, yeah. and I think, I think they should kind of. Um, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't follow it you know, enough to know if they do, but like promote it more, that there's a lot more than meets the eye in, yeah. in Formula E. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. It's it's almost just as much as what happens in Formula 1, to be honest. Yeah. The, the, the only difference in Formula 1 really is they develop their own car. Um, so they need a lot more personnel and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really exciting championship. And, you know, I was very flattered to read the race, you know, write about me so so nicely. And um I'd hundred percent be down for it. I think it's I think it's a bit of a different after speaking to, to Alice, it's a little bit of a different driving style. You have to put quite a lot of lock on, like, you know, you know, it is tight tracks mm-hmm. as well. So it's hairpin from hairpin. I mean, um it's similar, I guess, in other in it's depending on what track you go in, um in, in road track circuits, but um no, I think it would be I mean, I'd definitely give it a go. I'd give yeah. it a stab.
0: Good. Now, um, before we come on to our final three, let's talk about other talents. So you, you're quicker than race car. Uh, we know this. What else can you do? Are, are there any hidden talents that Abby Pulling hasn't unleashed on the world that no one knows about?
1: So I can sing. Can't? You can sing. I'm joking.
0: I'm joking. Oh, got excited <laughs> for a minute there.
1: I've always wanted to, but <laughs> no, I can't. You can't sing. No, Um. so... I don't really have anything. Uh, I, I would say, I guess my, I can draw. Okay. That's, but I don't know if that's more of a skill than a talent. That's I a talent. Know.
0: I'd say that was a talent. It's, there's okay. a few people in motorsport who have got. Have you ever seen Will Buxton's drawings? No. Oh, they're amazing. Like he I had. Don't I, I don't know whether he still got it, but he had an account uh, on Instagram for his drawings. I'm pretty sure. Might have made that up, but he definitely shared them. And they're astonishing. Really, really good.
1: Really cool. I'll, have to, I'll have to look
0: him up now. Um, but the most... Ta- I mean, this is a very tenuous link, but Max Chilton, obviously, former IndyCar and Formula One driver, um, now Mercury ambassador. Um, his um, wife, Chloe, or fiancé, wife, can't remember. She is the most incredible artist. So if you're into your drawing, check her out as well. Chloe, Max's wife, um, incredible, incredible drawings. But Will is very talented. So... Um, yeah. you could all get together and i don't know draw race cars i'm
1: I'm not as good as i used to be i've not done it in a while i've done more my graphic design like i say so yeah you've
0: got the design stuff i'm
1: I'm I'm more kind of steering towards that now
0: yeah i'd say that's a talent we'll we'll scratch that down as a talent um okay before we come on to our final three very last one for you that i'm curious to get your your thoughts on when will we see a woman in formula one in a full-blown race seat
1: um, I, I, if I had a crystal ball, I'd tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I, I think it will be soon. I think you know, like I say, there's a lot being done for females in sport right now, and you know the sport re- you know, everyone really wants a female to to succeed, and and um, I think the the career path for for a female in in the sport is not necessarily gonna kind of correspond with you know. For example, people try and replicate the Lando Norris and the Max Verstappen kind of yeah. path. I think um, for for the junior categories, you have to be be very strong, and I think that comes a, a bit of a later age with with women. So I think it will be. Um, I don't think you'll get a nineteen-year-old or or seven, seven what, whatever it is in in Formula One um, like like that. But I think it will be inevitable, and and I'd like to say. Between the next, maybe not five years, but but you know, seven to ten years. I think I think you know it could could happen. I mean, if it's longer, it's longer. But it, you know, as long as it happens, yeah. you know, and it shows that it is doable. I think the most important thing now is is for it to happen so that people know it is doable and and the younger girls can you know actually have a goal. To re- I mean, I guess they have a goal to reach anyway. But you know, they've if you see it, you can believe it.
0: You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And it is seeing it. I I remember, I bang on about this a lot, but I remember being at um, Brands Hatch for the W Series and just seeing the crowds there and the amount of young girls that were dressed in little mini race suits and stuff, um, you just thought, yes, this is it. You know, this is the start of something. So it'd be a real shame if that series doesn't continue. And I know F1 are doing their own thing, but we just, I guess we need more of it. Um, right, our final three. Um, so these are brought to us by our friends and sponsors, F1 Experiences. Don't forget people, you can get your Motormouth discount if you go to f1experiences.com Um, When you check out, enter the code MMPodcast and you get a nice little 5% off your next F1 experiences package um, and you can go to various racetracks throughout the season. Go and check it out. Some really cool stuff on there. Um, Right, Abby, first one for you. What has got you excited at this very moment? Oh. um, Oh, God, I don't know. You've got to give me a second. It's all right. Take all the time you need.
1: I'm quite. I'm. I'm really into the women's football at the moment.
0: Very good. The line I, is... think, I
1: think women's football. Like I, I wasn't really a football person. Um, and then, um, because I obviously um, rent a room from from Alice, I kind of had to be a football person <laughs> <laughs> um, and watch Tottenham every whatever they play, whenever they play. Um, and then started watching the women's football, and I went to the Euros the women's euros and that was amazing and now it's just kind of you know it's just normal to watch it so i I really really enjoy following
0: it love that great answer um as a percentage how much of your success do you put down to luck and right place right time and how much do you put down to downright hard work
1: i would say it's 50 50 so i think like i said with the networking you've got to put yourself there and and be lucky and meet the right person then also like with you know going to the gym Mm. and you know moving out and being committed to whatever you've got to also just be you know committed and love it and, and yes yeah, so i would say it's quite 50 50 and i am actually a lot of it is luck because i'm lucky to have a dad that wanted to go racing with me
0: <laughs> he must be super proud now like so, yeah, you, you know so seeing you with so alpine true. and down at Enstone all the time he must blow his socks off
1: see the photo of him silverstone next to me in a formula one car isn't it oh, he's like a yeah. cheshire cat <laughs> oh, that's amazing
0: so cool um final one for you what are you scared of spiders are you
1: like horrifically like
0: bugs in general or just the spider kind
1: oh no like bugs are fine it's just but i feel like i feel like that's very generic i don't know what else i'm scared of i'm this is quite like first world problem in the sense of. But I'm scared, like not scared of, but it's like a, a thing that I've thought about recently. But I really hate going from driving a race car and not being on the road in the UK or driving a road car for like a week or two. And then going in my road car, I'm taking like every apex. I go to like <laughs> 0-60 really quickly and I forget that I'm not in a race yeah. car. <laughs>
0: yeah no i I get that i can sympathize with that because i i um, am nowhere near the same level i can't claim to be any kind of racing driver i'm completely useless on a racetrack but i did go i was really lucky and i got went to germany recently um and um drove around hockenheim in hockenheim ring in in a porsche 911 and it was the first time um i'd really been shown how to take curbs and you know take the racing line all that sort of stuff and the moment I was I was back on the road I was the same I was like here's a roundabout great let's see how close I can get to straighten <laughs> yeah. up to straighten <laughs> up the road this is awesome so yeah t- t- I'm on board with that i t- t- totally get yeah. you um
1: so I guess I'm scared of killing myself on the road by accident yeah yeah. yeah. I think I'm yeah. don't basically. do
0: that don't do that do, 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 <laughs> okay. do, do, you, do you ride motorbikes on the road or do you is, have you been kept far away from them so I've
1: never I've never driven a motorbike or in, on anything so well.
0: Probably sensible based on the fact that you, you're basically <laughs> racing around Britain's roads. It's, um, it's, give it, just, give, it, it yeah. give it time, give it time. Well, um, listen, Abby, thank you so much for joining us. Um, really good to have you on. Thank you to Alice um, for helping set this up as well. Um, I've known Alice for a little while now. She talks incredibly highly of you, um, as does everyone I seem to speak to um, in various paddocks that, that we dot around to. So keep it going. Um, brilliant with the Alpine stuff. All the best for the future. And um, thanks so much for coming on the show. No,
1: thank you very much for having me. It's been, been a pleasure.
0: Before you go, one final reminder to check out F1 Experiences, the official experience, hospitality, and travel program of Formula One. F1 Experiences is the closest you can get to the sport. Official ticket packages, which include the best race tickets, first-class hotels, travel, and exclusive behind-the-scenes access across a Grand Prix weekend, F1 Experiences offer packages like no other. So, to book your F1 Experiences package, head online to F1Experiences.com, And if you enter the code MMPODCAST, you'll get 5% off as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth podcast. Do make sure you give us a follow on our socials, Twitter at Motormouth underscore, Instagram at Motormouth underscore official and Facebook, just search Motormouth. You can also download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile to interact with other fans and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. We're also proud to be supporting the Brain Tumor Charity too, so make sure you check the links in the podcast description to find out how you can help cure brain tumours quicker. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motor Mouth Podcast.